Hello, everybody. This is Dan Woods at Early Adopter Research, and today we're going to do another version of Designing Enterprise Platforms, the podcast that I've been running for a couple of years. Today we're talking to gentlemen from Tempered about the research mission I'm running at RSA 2020. What I'm trying to figure out this year's RSA 2020 is, have platforms in cybersecurity been slower to develop than in other domains? Why has the rise in point solutions been so broad and persistent? And are we entering a phase in which broad platforms will emerge and take more of the share of spending? Or, if not, how will all the point solutions be made to work together? I'm really happy to be here with Tempered. Would you guys introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about what Tempered does? All right. I'm Jeff Husey. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Tempered. And what Tempered has done is completely reimagine cybersecurity with a particular view on of securing things or the IoT. Um, your questions about platforms are interesting because um, I think that there have been a vast proliferation of point solutions in the market due to cybersecurity being an increasingly um, problem in the enterprise and recognition from very senior board level um, interests to improve um, security posture across the enterprise. And so it's it's a big market. It's capturing more and more of IT spend. And so investors rush to invest in every little thing. And they have, over the past several years, um, financed up to 2,000 companies between 10 and $50 million. Wow, 2,000 cybersecurity 2, companies. 2,000 cybersecurity companies. Well, I, that's a piece of data I didn't have. Wow, that's a, that, that's a real way to... And so, getting across the uh, the broad point solution point. That's why there's so many point solutions. And they're very difficult to integrate. And no one has done the work to fix the fundamental problem that creates the need for all of these point solutions or an integrated platform solution. So what does Tempered... Uh, is Tempered like a solution suite of a variety of point solutions? Or is it a point solution that, that, that helps you integrate other point solutions? We actually view ourselves as a platform. And what we've done is become, we're the first company to commercialize a networking solution based on the host identity protocol. And the host identity protocol fixes the basic flaw in IP that creates the security um, vulnerabilities that everyone is trying to figure out. And that is the IP address is both the locator and the identifier for a flow or a connection. The inventors later recognized it was a big problem. They shouldn't have done it that way, but here we are. TCP IP, the accidental backbone of global commerce and communications, is insecure and not mobile. And so what we've done is develop a platform that fixes that. So it's taken us um, you know, nearly six years of development work to do that. But now we have a solution. We call it the Airwall. It's like a firewall, but it's invisible and it actually solves the problem. Now, is that for IoT as a first use case, or is it for IoT because that's the best use case for your solution? No, it's it's a general-purpose solution. So it works in the IoT, and that's where it's been most applicable um, for the past several years, and that's been the focus of our go-to-market. But now it works for any um, 
IP workloads. So we have agents that'll run on endpoints. We have gateways that'll secure anything from a robot to a commercial office building. Good. And we have the CTO here as well. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm Brian Skeen. I'm the CTO. I've been at Tempered for about five of the last six years uh, since it started. Um, and it's been quite a ride. But to I, I really like your question about is Tempered building this point solution that um, manages other point solutions or does it build a platform? Because as Jeff's talking about, you know, we are, as we are fundamentally orchestrating this new protocol called post-identity protocol that separates the IP address from the location or the location from the identity of a thing, that allows us to orchestrate everything based on something that doesn't change regardless of what happens in the underlying network. That's very fundamental. Well, the um, what's interesting to me about what you've said so far is it makes one point that, that I think is really important about how you market and sell platforms, and that is that you can almost never sell the platform. You can sell a point solution that then solves an urgent problem, and then people take comfort in that there's a platform, sort of a, a wider vision behind it, but they don't buy that wider vision. They buy that, that solution, and so it makes perfect sense that you've found a use case in IoT, but then this larger host identity platform could actually be applied other places. Right, and so when you think about point solutions, we can talk about some of the buzzwords and the hype cycles that have occurred over the past, say, 18 to 24 months. Zero trust, multi-factor authentication, micro-segmentation, and so on and so forth. Encryption suites for much longer. Cloud-based security. Cloud-based security. What we've done is build a solution. You could call it a point solution or a platform. I don't care what you, uh, how you con contemplate it. But in our scheme, every connection between these um, in an overlay network is software-defined. It's a software-defined network, software-defined perimeter. Every connection is zero trust. It's multi-factor authenticated. It's encrypted end-to-end, -end, micro segmented, and impervious to lateral movement. Got it. So you, you've basically got a lot of the properties of all of these systems in one platform because it was re-architected with a little better engineering. So now let's go back to the... Uh, I, I wanted to get everybody an idea of where you were coming from so that they can understand you know, where your answers to these questions are coming from. And so let's go back to the fundamental questions now and, and, and chew through those. And then and at the end, we can talk a little bit more about more how they've informed you know, your platform development. So why do you think that platforms in cybersecurity have been slower to develop than in other domains? And what I mean by that is in 1990, for example, SAP had finance and uh, you know, budgeting and a few other, you know, resource allocation you know, things in its ERP system. And then there were all these other things like CRM, supply chain management, human resources management that developed. And then eventually by 2000, SAP was absorbing all of those into a larger suite and that became a platform. Or in the database world, you know, another way to see it more targeted, you had lots and lots of databases, but then eventually you had three SQL databases that dominated most of everything. You know, Microsoft's, um, IBM's, and uh, you know, perhaps Sybase, and then Oracle. You know, so uh, we haven't seen that sort of development of a broader 
integrated platform in cybersecurity. Why do you think that is? Well, if you look at if you look at the set of companies that we affectionately refer to as the cartel, that would be Cisco, Palo Alto, Fortinet, Checkpoint, and some of the other um, you know rising security players. They're making a lot of money using selling old technology to customers, and so a radically new way of doing thing things is potentially very dilutive to their business model. So. Um, that's foundational, I think, to where they make investments. It, in the world of networking, for vendors, complexity pays. Massive professional services business, massive gear business, maintenance, all of that. And so um, I don't think that the economic incentives um, have been in place. The appropriate economic incentives have been in place to... You know, innovate and and drive the cost and of the product down and improve its overall posture. So you're saying essentially that the platforms are are impossible to build, or the that they that if they built them, it would be like radial tires. You know, you all of a sudden build a tire that gets flats less and lasts ten years longer, and so. In, in some sense, you're saying that the, 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 the cartel doesn't want to build a platform because if it worked, it would reduce their, their business. Precisely. Interesting. That's the first, that's the first time that, that idea has come up. That's, but that's uh, really what we've done. I mean, I was the founder of F5 Networks, and that started as a point solution, and it is now very much a platform occupies a very specific piece of real estate and network, and, you know, everyone on earth has one. So the first answer you're, you're saying is that the reason that platforms have been slower to develop in, in cybersecurity is that complexity is making a lot of money for the established players, mm-hmm. and that a platform would reduce complexity, and therefore, why would they want to do that? Right. Got it. Interesting. Now, a variety of those companies offer integrated suites you know, that are some point solutions, you know, kind of brought together. Um, do you think that those are just a gesture toward a platform, or do you think they're really serious about building those? Give me an example of what Like, you're... Fortinet has a variety of different components for the next generation firewall, for, you know, five gener- you know, for remote office branch office, for endpoint protection, you know, uh, that are all, you know, intended to work together as a, as a platform. Um... And most of it's been built from the ground up. They've, they've, they've done some acquisitions. They've done some acquisitions, but in a lot of cases, it's really architecture, and it's, segmenta- it's segmentation from a marketing perspective. You know, SMB firewall, enterprise firewall, internal firewall, you know, secure web gateway, all these various things that are point products that can get budget allocated to them. But it's not... A, it's not a cohesive you're saying, solution. You're saying they're still in the firewall business. They're they just the have different business. flavors of different firewall. Different flavors of firewall. And that, that their endpoint solution... I mean, they, their endpoint solution isn't a firewall, but, but you're saying that, that... You're saying essentially it's not really a platform. No. So take Cisco, for instance. They've got their uh, now that's, that's That's mostly been driven by acquisition. Right. Yeah. And they, they have a number of products, um, identity services engine, application-centric infrastructure, and... Those are incredibly complicated. To run them, you have to basically completely refresh your architecture, which is great for Cisco. 
and it requires a phalanx of professional services folks to deploy. Which is great for over, their channel, yeah. Over a very long period of time. Right. We, we've taken a completely different approach. We've, de- we've you know, innovated and developed technology, a platform that obviates the need for those costly and complicated steps. Okay, so let's, that's the, 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 uh, the third question, which is, are we entering a phase in which broad platforms will emerge? But before we get to that question, why do you think the, the point solutions, why do you think it's been true that there's been that 2,000 you know, company wave of point solutions in cybersecurity? Because we just never saw anything like it in other domains of enterprise software. Because it's an acute problem and everybody's trying to solve it. And, and really, like if you're an enterprise, if you're a CISO and, and you're either sections or your enterprise is taken down for ransomware or something else, you've got an incredibly powerful motivation to do just about anything to remediate that attack and prevent future occurrences. And so, you know, they'll try just about anything. But ultimately, piecing all those things together and deploying them at scale is impossibly complicated. Got it. Also, could could it be a little bit that a lot of these point solutions were developed for human traffic, for client and server communication through a web browser, and that are trying to be extended and morphed and you know put into a situation where it's machine to machine. It's got very different characteristics. It's very cyclic. It's repeatable. It's kind of uh, there's you know it's it's not like we're proxying to a website here. You know, it's, it, and the consequences of missing a piece of data could be very different than the consequences of changing a piece of data. Well, and also, I mean, the rise in the, what I, uh, last week I was on a webinar with Sunray Security about non-person identities and how different the management of all that is. Because it used to be that cybersecurity policies were about designing a policy and then having the security administrators follow the policy. Right. Now, the security policies are implemented in code. You know, and you have to manage the code that's automating the creation of the identities to service all of the IoT devices and monitor them and then tear them down when the IoT device goes away. Or you leave all these identities out there that are potentially exploitable. And, and on top of that, these IoT devices can't follow a policy because somebody sends out an email saying this is the policy. Right. It's, basically, it's, it's, it's you in can't code. change them. Yeah. And plus, even if it's in code, there's a lot of things out there that are a, a very high-value uh, assets that are old, that can't be patched, that can't be touched. So now you have to put something around those right. instead of like the operational those. technology problem. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So you make a great point, and I think it. Um, the fund and Brian um, alluded to it as well. Is that the point solutions, the things that you would buy from the cartel, firewalls and so forth come out of the IT age, which was to connect typically humans to information. Now, the world is changing very, very quickly. Now it's things talking to things, talking to cloud instances, talking to virtual machines, but the proliferation of things and the policies, the unique granular policies that need to be um, architected into the network is a far more complicated um, endeavor than simply confining access um, to data on a database or something like that right. in an enterprise. Now, so now let's move on to this idea of, are we entering a phase in which broad platforms will emerge? And 
what you're, it seems like what you're arguing is that we're not entering a phase in which broad platforms that will actually be the kind of platforms that people want. Because in my research, I've been trying to identify what are the forces that are driving you know, people to want platforms. And one is integration. You don't want to have to integrate all these point solutions. You want that productized in another way. Another is modeling. You want to be able to have a model of not just the, the domain of a point solution, but your entire cybersecurity landscape. The third is automation. When you automate the response to a problem, you want to be able to orchestrate lots of different point solutions to do that. And then threat intelligence. Every single point solution should be able to provide threat intelligence, but also consume threat intelligence from other parts of the, the platform. And then you want all this to be simplified, you know, in a way. And then finally, you want every point solution to participate in an evolution forward where the evolution of each point solution is aware of the evolutions of the other point solutions so that the platform has, you know, proceeds in an orderly direction. Now, and then finally, you have to have an ecosystem approach, meaning uh, will no platform ever can credibly become the only thing you have. You're always going to have point solutions that you have to bring in and integrate. The problem right now with the integration of point solutions is that you're integrating through a straw. The data available through the external APIs, the scope of functionality that you can control with the external APIs is so small that you can't do a meaningful platform by having 20 point solutions. They just don't expose enough of their internals to allow that. And that, to me, seems why you know, a platform inside a company would make sense. But are we ever going to get there? I mean, do you, do you, do you ever see us, do you ever see that happening? You mean a single platform? A, a real platform. I mean, those are all the forces that were driving toward it. Right. But what you're arguing is that the current cartel will never actually achieve a meaningful implementation of what I just asked for because of their economics of it, first of all, uh, that they don't, it would be against their economic interest to do so. Correct. So, you're, so, so essentially, it's, it's almost like you're saying that they have all got a tacit agreement that if we're the one to simplify first, we're going to lose so much money compared to how much we'll, we'll make from the simplified solution. It seems like at some point, somebody will go, oh, wait, if we could really do this, we could really you know, gain more market share. But the question is, can they really do it? We've done it. Right, right. So, so how would you say you've done it in terms of the, what's the scope of your solution? So we have what we refer to as platform ubiquity. So we can run on a phone, iOS, Android, on a laptop, server, Windows, Mac, all the flavors of Linux. We can run in the cloud. We can run on VMs. We can run anywhere. And for those places where we don't have software agents, we have gateways that um, can be connected to legacy devices. Or, this is how your IoT solution works. Or industrial right. devices. So we can create a fabric that touches everything within an enterprise and gives you all of those benefits, which are the zero trust, multi-factor authentication, encryption, micro-segmentation. So, but but this, is an, this is an identity access management sort of solution. Uh, it is a... And, it, it's network access control. Right, right. We centrally manage identities. And right, but, I, but in terms of a platform, like, you're not going to handle... You're not going to do endpoint protection. You're not going to do... The, the cartel we, collective... We could. I know, but your point is, right. is we don't do that. We could, and we're not just doing perimeter security right. or network access control. We also have other 
other elements of our platform that provide connectivity through perimeter security. Right. No, and, and, and uh, Fortinet has been talking about security-driven networking, and it sounds like you know where the network has got security built into it. It sounds like that's what you're saying you're delivering, is a, is a really secure network right. with the security built into it from the ground up. Right. So How else can you do it? I mean, if you try to bolt security on, what we end up with is trying to, as you mentioned before, in the various stages of evolution towards this platform or this orchestration of various point products, I mean, and the economic incentives are not aligned, and the question was, are we going to get there? We're just not going to get there. So we need a platform, and that platform is going to have to do something simple and do it really well and do it foundational, like like what we've done at significant scale. Got it. Yeah, scalability is really important. So, you know, when you when you talk about all of these, you know, various point solutions and a, kind of a tacit reliance on the notion that the enterprises are going to integrate them, are they going to be able to do that at scale? No. It's not possible. I mean, there just aren't enough people to do that. And are you going to be able to train your entire staff on 14 different um, interfaces? Right. Not going to happen. Well, so that's you know, why... That highlights one point that's come up so far, and that is, is it possible that the way we really will get to a platform is, is that there's limitations on the, the platformization of cybersecurity, meaning you will only have relatively narrowly defined suites for endpoint data protection, for firewall, for you know, uh, other you know, identity access management or, or network access control or whatever you, you want to call. There'll be suites that are like your anchor tenants. Mm-hmm. And then those still will be too complex for a, a company to deal with. But you'll have managed service providers that will do the integration and management. Uh, and then the way we'll get a platform is through the managed service providers productizing that integration and that delivery of a larger, broader platform. I think that's a possibility. Or we can just reinvent the future and and make, instead of network security, which suggests, just by the way we say it, that you can network first and secure later, we don't think about that. We, we talk about secure networking because we have a security-first approach. That network first, secure later is the is the kind of thinking that has created the problem. It's like I just want to plug this gizmo in and make sure that it connects. Oh, good, it connects. Oh, I'll get around to securing it later, and that later never comes. Right. So we just take a fundamentally different approach. Unless the connection can be secured with all those attributes I mentioned before, it's just not going to. No data is ever going to move. Got it. So. Yeah, that's that's the frame of reference that we come from. Good. And so, what do you think then the pain is going to be? Like, how are how are your average CISO going to handle this situation in which they have platforms of limited size, they have point solutions, and then they have to do all the integration? I mean, how how is that going to? What would you did? I mean, my my research mission is on. I call it creating a balanced cybersecurity portfolio. And the idea is how can we look at this sort of like a financial portfolio where you address all the goals that you have and then you try to optimize your spend so that you get the most you know, risk reduction for the money that you're spending. Uh, like, a, like sort of like a, a, a balanced portfolio in a, in a financial investment context. So 
what would you recommend for somebody as who's a CISO about how do you make a framework that allows you to make these trade-offs to, to decide where you need the goal, you know, the crown jewels, best protection you can get, and where you need sort of pass-fail protection? Right. It's a great question. And I think what we experience when we go into the field and um, meet with our customers and, and help them achieve a, a more rigorous security posture is that invariably there's a massive amount of technical debt in, in modern enterprise networks. And so for the CISO to wrap his or her head around the problem, they really need to know what's actually going on in their network. What's connected, what's talking to what, and, and when and, and why. And very few organizations have their arms around that notion. But once, but once they do get that, then that grossly simplifies the challenge of securing all those communications. Got it. Now, how would you compare your solution to something like Illumio, you know, that says, look, what we're going to do is we're going to go in and have you do a massive, you know, micro-segmentation of everything so that only connections that are on a whitelist can be made. And then, you know, in, in doing that, we'll force you to understand your network and we'll force you to actually, you know, configure it properly so that there can be no east-west movement that, that isn't allowed and, and uh, you know, that you understand what you're doing. That's consistent with our approach. That's what has to happen. So the difference between us and Lumio is, A, we run on anything, and we can do not just east-west segmentation. We do east-west and north-south segmentation. So um, it's interesting. I think um, I read an article that was published by Harvard recently where they did a survey of the cyber breaches that had occurred in North America that were publicly announced. And 60% of them um, initiated or originated in building out automation systems. So here we are, seven years after the target hack, right, and right. still 60% of the, the breaches are originating in that kind of infrastructure. Illumio is not geared for that. Tempered is, because we've got physical gateways that can go in and secure um, physical infrastructure. I mean, unfortunately, physical things can't be secured by or from the cloud. You have to be close to the things. Right. You have to have uh, equipment that, that that they can't go beyond. Right. Yeah, and they can't take it. The HVAC system won't allow you to put an agent on right. it to implement policy. Got it. So your your essentially your argument to a CISO is look. Why don't you solve the fundamental problem, which is having a secure network? Once you do that, then you can surround that with whatever you need um, uh, to um, whatever you need to solve the problems that remain. Right. Got it. And start winning. You know, actually make real progress. Um, you know, one of the things that we say is visibility doesn't equal security. Lots and lots of um, ink is being spread about the need for visibility. And there are lots of, you know, good companies who are providing those products. But the fact that you now have a better sense of what's going on in your network, but you don't have the facility actually lock down the, that communication and make it impervious to lateral movement and invisible to threats, you haven't done the job. 
or you haven't finished it, you've just started it. Yeah. Plus it's reactive as the yeah, right. system is dynamic, so you have to constantly see more and then react to that and see more and react to that rather than taking a whitelisting approach where you're intentional about what you allow to talk. Got it. Well, this has been a really interesting conversation and I think we've got some new ideas about uh, platform uh, evolution going. I'm really happy to have talked to you today and uh, look forward to publishing this podcast and other stories about your ideas. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you.